The following content is brought to you by Mr. Fister, Eric Smith, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. Hey everyone, it is episode 603 of Nintendo Switchcraft. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Serious Sam collection. Uh, no cross-platform play. Did Nintendo really just leak that? Why would you do that? And seven days to charge. Those stories, and possibly more, on this episode number 603 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Before I actually get started on today's episode, there is, I don't know, I've been wrestling with this a lot recently. I I have a full-time job, and then I come home and I do this stuff, and it's not like this is another full-time job or anything, but it is a lot of work. And I feel like I need to step back just a little bit, take just a little bit of a break, and I think the best place for me to take a break is on Switchcraft because that's a three-day-a-week show. And with Nintendo having such little stuff to actually talk about right now, I feel like sometimes I'm just putting out a show to put out a show, and I never have wanted to do that. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to move Switchcraft down to two days a week. And I haven't figured out which two days it's going to be on, I'll let you know when I figure that out. If I do it two days a week, then um, I feel like that would give me more time to do the other things that I need to. I need to do a better job taking care of myself. I've been putting on weight. I haven't been working out. And um, I I just feel like I'm spending too much time uh, recording podcasts and editing podcasts and doing all of that stuff. So... Look, it's easier to do this when there's lots of stuff to talk about. But when there's not a lot of stuff to talk about, it's way more work. And it's not as fun. And I I do this because it's fun. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Switchcraft. I'm going to bring it down to two days a week and moving on from there. Now, somebody sent me... Because I kind of talked about this on uh, last episode and somebody reached out on Twitter and they were like, you know, you could talk about the games that you're playing on your Switch. I haven't been playing any games on my Switch. I haven't been playing any games on my Switch other than Mario 35. And I don't know how much I can really talk about that. There just isn't a whole bunch of games on the Switch that I'm super into right now. I I used to um, get a bunch of codes in the email. um, Like, hey, here's this super interesting game from a small small uh, team. Uh, do you want to try this out? And that would give me lots of stuff to talk about. But I find that what happens is I try those games, I play them for an hour, and then I never touch them again because then I have the next one that comes in. And it's just that's just not as interesting to me as it used to be. So moving forward, Switchcraft is two days a week. I don't know which two days yet. I will let you know. Um, I, I'm sure that there are going to be people who are disappointed because a lot of people really like the release cadence of having three shows a week. That means that there's always 
um, on an upcoming show when there is new news to drop. And if you're disappointed, I apologize. But I have to do this for my sanity because I feel like I'm just working nonstop, especially now with COVID and the way teaching has changed. Um, and trust me, I, I understand that people don't like change, but this is just something that I've go- I'm going to have to do for a while. And maybe in the future, when things get less crazy and there's more Nintendo stuff to talk about, maybe I'll bring the third show back. But for now, two shows a week. All right, let's get started with the actual news. And big thank you to the people in chat who are saying, um, you know, do what you need to do. I appreciate it. Um, Serious Sam collection for Nintendo Switch uh, was announced. It's coming out on the 17th. Um, Now, I have this on Stadia, and it is the first three Serious Sam games. Um, The, like, the... The first one is like a really, really old, old, old game. And I've played it, and it's pretty good if you like like 1990s shooters. And that's very much what it is. The thing about that game, which I think is incredibly cool, is it was obviously designed around a mouse and keyboard interface, and you don't have a mouse and keyboard interface on the Nintendo Switch. So what they did is they have... Uh, like a target lock-on stuff that you can do to make things just a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit better, and they highlight which target you're hitting at that time. So it's not really like you click a button to lock onto a target. As you are panning past a target, it will a little reticle will show up around the character or the enemy that you are likely to hit or that you will hit when you pull the trigger. So. You can you you basically you have the regular reticle that you use to point where you're going to shoot, but then they show all right that's really the direction that you're going to shoot, but this is the actual character that you're going to lock onto, and I feel like it's a a, a cool way, and I've I've never seen anybody do um, a control scheme like that, uh, but it it makes a lot of sense when you're talking about a game that was not made with twin joysticks in mind. Uh, I haven't played Serious Sam 2 or Serious Sam 3. I've only played the first one and the most recent one that came out. Now, the most recent one, Serious Sam 4, that's not part of this collection. Just Serious Sam 1, 2, and 3. If you like 90s shooters, it's pretty cool. I I will say this. like I would describe, if you've never played Serious Sam, and I had never played Serious Sam until uh, this year, but if you've never played it before, the way I would describe it is it's like Doom, but stupid. And not stupid in like a bad way, but stupid in like an Adam Sandler movie. Not like perfect or uncut gems or something like that, but like Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison. It's just kind of dumb in a good way. And I think it's pretty fun. It's 30 bucks on the Switch, which... You know, some people might scoff at, but that's for three games, mind you. And I think that they're pretty fun. I will say that I did get stuck on the first one where there's like a... I'm in a room. It's like kind of Egypt theme. I'm very early on in the game. And there's like a million, I guess, bone horses 
they're like horses made out of bone or whatever and they're like charging at me in this giant empty room filled with columns and they like they just keep killing me over and over and over and i can't seem to get past it like maybe i did a bad job with my saves and i should just go back uh, a couple of saves and uh, maybe get in there with more health or something but uh it's it's pretty cool it's rated m it's not a game for kids but uh that serious Sam collection is coming to the Nintendo Switch. You know, I have a problem with articles that are written in a way where the title of the article misleads people into clicking on it and I'm I'm not going to tell anybody where to find this article because I don't want to give anybody who does this kind of thing more clicks um, but there's an article out there that says Nintendo has no plans to support cross-platform play which is 100% true except that it's not it doesn't mean what you think it means. So anybody who's listened to the show, especially I would say probably last year, maybe it was the year before, um, when PlayStation was being a bunch of jerks about Fortnite and they wouldn't let anybody do cross-platform play. And I was very vocal about the fact that there's no good reason why we don't have cross-platform play um, PlayStation are being evil, mustache-twirling uh, jerkwads, and I don't like them. And because of this, when the PS5 comes out, if it doesn't support cross-platform play, I'm not buying it. Uh, I was very vocal about this. So when I saw this headline, I said to myself, what the hell, Nintendo? That is BS. And then I read the article, and the article is not about what you think it is. Because what everybody assumes it is, is uh, like third-party titles not being allowed to do cross-platform play so that if you pick up Fortnite on, say, your Nintendo Switch, you can't play with PlayStation. That's what it sounds like. That's not what's actually happening. This has to do with a, uh, a Pokemon game called Pokemon Unite, um, that is coming to Nintendo Switch and mobile devices. And uh, it says, it says in the, there's a quote here. It says, after advanced discussions with the Pokemon company about Pokemon Unite, it was decided that given the genre of the game and the anticipated player population, a cross-platform format was appropriate. So basically they're saying, look, we know that this is the kind of game where having a very, very large audience of people to play with is a very important thing to have. So we're going to support that. And then uh, that was uh, Nintendo President Shintaro uh, Furukawa. And then he, he goes on to say, that said, we have no plans for cross-platform play for Nintendo titles. Okay, Nobody would be surprised by that because how many other platforms do you see Nintendo titles on? Oh, you mean to tell me that I'm not going to be able to play 
Pikmin 3 while I'm on my Switch and my friend is on their PS4 playing Pikmin 3? Of course not, because Nintendo titles don't get ported to other platforms. That's not the way it works. That's not what the way that has ever worked. Nintendo has always, always been the the kings of first-party titles. So this headline, Nintendo has no plans to support cross-platform play. I know there are going to be lots of people that see this headline and they're going to say, what the hell, Nintendo? But that's because this is a bad headline. And like I said, I'm not going to tell anybody where this... Um, uh, where this headline is from, because I don't want to uh, give them more more clicks, because that is just nonsense. Of course, Nintendo is not going to support cross-platform play on Nintendo games, because Nintendo games are only on Nintendo Switch. What a shocker. I had a whole bunch of people send me uh, different versions of this story about Nintendo leaking... Uh, Metroid Samus Returns for Nintendo Switch. So before I get into the actual um, story, first off, I'll say it's not true. Uh, But before I get into this story, I'm going to give you a little bit of background for those of you who are unaware. Uh, Nintendo, or I'm sorry, Metroid Samus Returns was, uh, is basically a remake of Metroid 2, which was a Game Boy game. And then Samus Returns came out on the 3DS. Now, it came out on the 3DS the year that the Nintendo Switch launched. And by all accounts, it is fantastic. And lots and lots of people have requested that Nintendo bring that game to the Nintendo Switch because they don't want to play on their 3DS. And I don't blame them. My 3DS is sitting on the shelf behind me and has been collecting dust since the Nintendo Switch came out. I have hardly touched that thing at all. And even if I do like grab it off the shelf and I say to myself, I'm going to play a little bit of 3DS today. It lasts about two minutes. I close it and I grab my Switch instead. It's just a better experience gaming on the Switch than it was on the 3DS, at least for me. So I have zero interest in playing Samus uh, Returns on the 3DS, which is why I never bought it, which is why I missed out on it. So... You can imagine how excited I was when I heard that Nintendo had leaked Samus Returns for the Nintendo Switch, but it turns out that is not true. Now, uh, here's what actually happened. Uh, And and this is from uh, Nintendo Life. Here's what they say. As shown in this tweet from Shine Sparkers, uh, the very same image has been used in the past to show off different games. Oh, you know what I should do before we get into the update? I suppose I should tell you the original thing is that there was this image that was posted on Nintendo's website that showed a Nintendo Switch with some Metroid themed Joy-Cons and then it looked like there that the the person who was using the Switch was playing a Metroid game where you could like see a planet, you could see uh Samus's ship. And everybody was like, holy cow, uh, we've got Metroid 2 Return of Samus coming to Nintendo Switch. That's what everyone gets excited about. Uh, however, these are exactly the same pictures on Shine Sparkers um, uh, on their, their website and on their, their Twitter uh, feed. And the reason why this stuff is on there 
is because they they sell skins. So uh, apparently, it looks like essentially this is photoshopped, and Nintendo just didn't think to remove this third party mockup before hosting the images of uh, this thing that is being sold, and it's officially licensed stuff. But this thing that's being sold on uh, the the Nintendo website, it's a skin for your Nintendo Switch. And it seems like Nintendo just didn't take that particular image out of of the the set of images that had Metroid playing on the Nintendo Switch. So uh, people got uh, super excited and for good reason. how long ago I talked about this on the show, but there is a game that I was pretty excited for uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch, and that is the remake of 13. Now, if you are unaware of what 13 is, and it's Roman numeral 13, X-I-I-I, it is a first-person shooter that had like this very, very cool comic book aesthetic to it. Everything looked cell shaded, looked really, really fantastic. I borrowed it from a friend to play on my computer. My computer just could not handle it. So when I found out that they were doing a remake, I was very excited because I was like, I always wanted to play this game. Was never able to get my computer to really handle uh, the graphical intensity that was required. And, you know, I feel like I missed out. And going back and playing the old one, I'm just not interested in that. But if they're going to remake it, then that sounds awesome. Well, I'm not excited for this even a little bit anymore. Uh, It is coming to Nintendo Switch still, but it looks like hot garbage. And why does it look like hot garbage? They got rid of the thing that made it so incredibly unique and compelling. It doesn't look like a comic book anymore. The characters look like... Fortnite characters, I guess. And I'm not sure, like, is this just because it's too hard to do cell shading when you are up-resing stuff? I don't know why they would do this. But this is just, this is probably one of the dumbest moves that I had have ever seen. It just looks like a straight-up Fortnite character. Which, don't get me wrong, I think... Fortnite has really, really good art style. It has good art direction. And it runs really well on most platforms because its art isn't all that intensive or uh, power hungry in order to, to, to keep going. But the thing that made 13 so interesting to me was the art direction that they had chosen for it. And this is just, it just doesn't have that thing anymore. I don't know why anybody would do this. It just seems like a bad move, if you ask me. And I'm not interested, like, I'm completely, it's gone, out of my head. I don't care. What was 13? I don't remember now. Let's move on. Um, We've got a Pokemon story, and this is about Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home and this weird crossover thing. And (laughs) this is so bad. So basically, um, 
if you want to Pokemon, the Pokemon company announced this a little while back. Um, they have this thing called a Pokemon go transporter and it allows you to take your Pokemon that you've captured in Pokemon go. This, that's the one where you go out with your phone and you catch things in the real world and then you can send them to Pokemon home. What is Pokemon home? Well, Pokemon home is like, is basically the replacement to Pokemon bank where you could send the Pokemon to the bank and then grab them from the bank in your other games. So this was really a way for you to get the, the characters, the Pokemon that you've captured in Pokemon Go into like the games like Sword and Shield on your Nintendo Switch. That's the, the, the quick and dirty of it. Um, we knew that there was going to be a cooldown period for how often you could do this. Now, why would they do that? Why would they have a cooldown period? Well, because they need you to, like, look, a lot of people played Pokemon Go. I played that game like it was my job when it first came out. We had so much fun driving around, uh, walking to the park, and then sometimes we would drive around and I would hand my phone to my wife and she would have uh, her phone in one hand and my phone in the other hand and she's catching all these Pokemon and my son is sitting in the back seat with uh, his phone and he's catching Pokemon and we just drove around the city chasing a Pikachu one day because we saw it on like the map and we're like where is he where is he so we were trying to find it it was so cool what an awesome game and I played a, I put a lot of hours into that game and I never once spent money on it not once and I think a majority of people are like me. They played the, that game a bunch, and then they didn't spend any money on it. And the only thing that keeps that thing going is whales. Uh, and if you're not aware of what whales are, basically this is um, the monetization model for mobile platforms are get people to play the game for free and hope that there are some people who have way more money than cents, and they will dump thousands upon thousands of dollars into your game because they like they've like there are a lot of people out there and i know this is this is a weird concept to me there are a lot of people out there who have too much money and they're just like whatever man i'm just gonna burn it on this so um this is the reason why you have a cooldown period with a pokemon home transporter so that if i take a Pokemon that I caught in Pokemon Go, put it into the transporter, send it to Pokemon Home. Now I have to wait some time before I can do that again. That doesn't really bother me. As long as it's not too long, well, it's a week. It's a week. A week. It takes... Let me scroll down here. It takes a full seven days. A full seven days... For you to recharge your Go Transporter energy. Now, keep in mind that some, from what I understand, and I have not done this even once, different Pokemon require different amounts of energy in order to transfer transfer them. So the Go Transporter energy will slowly fill up over six days, or I'm sorry, over seven days. But if you want to completely fill it right now, like if you're impatient, 
you can spend a thousand coins on this. Now, we have uh, people here in my live chat over on my Twitch channel, and uh, Blueberry Bubbly, she said something earlier, and I'm not sure where it is, so I'm not going to scroll back and try and find it, but she said something along the lines of, she was talking about how much it would cost in order to um, transfer a whole like a whole bunch of uh, Pokemon, and I can't find it. Oh, yeah, here we go. She said, I was talking last night about how much it would cost to transfer 600 or so Pokemon, and it came up with over $1,000 if you did it all at once. So if you have been playing that game since it came out, I don't know, like 2016 or something? I'm not even sure what, what year that game came out. It's been out for a while now. If you've been playing that game this whole time, you've got a whole bunch of Pokemon. And so you're going to want to transfer them into Sword and Shield so that you can use them. And unless you want to wait between each between each transfer, it's going to take a whole bunch of money. Uh, although keep in mind, different Pokemon cost different amounts. So like Filthy79 in chat is saying, Shiny Legendaries will exhaust the energy all at once. Um... Let's see, a low CP Pokemon only uses a little, but why are you transferring a low CP Pokemon into the game anyway? Like, that's like maybe you might do that a couple times, but this is really for the big guns. Like, oh my god, I got this cool crazy thing that you can only get in Pokemon Go, now let me transfer it over a week to recharge? That's too much. I think it's too much. That's just me, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. And that's how you can tell me, hey, Bill, you're wrong. Speaking of Twitter, um, I've really enjoyed the animated GIFs that people have been sending me. Um, So, like, last episode, I said, at the end, I said, send me an image of a slinky. And people sent me a whole bunch of really cool slinkies. And every time I saw one, I laughed. So I think I want to keep that going. Um, I want you to uh, do me a favor. And uh, it was funny. I was, uh, I, was, I was watching an episode of Corner Gas, which is one of my favorite TV shows ever. It's really hilarious. And I had this mug on my desk at the time. And whoops, I just hit my desk. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to find me a picture that relates to coffee mugs or coffee or something like that. And I want you to tweet at me an animated GIF of coffee. All right, that, that'll tell me that I know that you listened to the show, uh, to this, this much of the show, and then you'll know that you listened to this much of the show. All right, it's time to wrap up the show. It's time to finish things up. And how do we do that? We do that by thanking our producers. These are the people who've gone over to runjumpstomp.com. They've clicked on Patreon and they've joined at the producers level. Um, some, some of these people have been producers for a very, very long time. And I appreciate everybody who goes to, I appreciate everybody who listens to the show at all. Uh, but let me list off our producers uh, here right now. We got Matt Hadfield, John Eisenmanger, Bowser, Travis McGuire, and Sean Bustler. You guys are all awesome. I really do appreciate it. 
Uh, thank you very much. Sean just sent me a message on, on Patreon and he said, happy birthday, Bill. My birthday was a few days ago, but I appreciate it. Uh, anyway, you're awesome. Uh, I'm officially a, a, a super, super old man. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. If, uh, you want to find the Patreon, the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel, uh, the Twitter feed, I guess, if you want to find all that stuff, you can find it all at runjumpstomp.com. And I also just want to let everybody know, I just finished up the final episode of season four of 143 pixels. It was with, uh, Tyson plastic of the fantastic plastics, my all time favorite, um, Twitch music streamers. And, uh, we, he and I talked about one of his favorite games of all time, Tony Hawk's pro skater. So, uh, if you haven't checked that out, make sure that you head on over to one, four, three pixels.com. Those are the actual numbers like on your keyboard, one, four, three pixels.com. I'm out of here and, uh, I will see you guys next time until then. I hope that you have lots of fun playing your favorite video games. Bye, everybody.